You're listening to a podcast from the Lakes Church in Cairns, Australia. In 2019, a group of archaeologists made a startling discovery in an area just north of Lima, Peru. They discovered the largest burial site of children ever discovered. It was a horrific discovery. 227 skeletons of children from the ages of 4 to 14. They dated the site to 600 years ago, to the time of the Chamu civilization. What on earth would have driven 227 parents to bring their children to this altar and allow someone to plunge a knife into their chest and sacrifice them? Well, the Chimu was a primitive society and they believed in the power of the gods. They believed that the gods controlled the natural phenomena. And if you lived in that kind of society, how you would survive, would you, you, you would read the circumstances around you, the signs of what you saw in nature. So for example, if times were tough and, and it was a famine, you would sacrifice to the God who would bring rain. Or if there was a drought or if you needed fertility for your soil, you would again make a sacrifice to the gods. The archaeologists concluded that probably what was happening here was that the people of the village were trying to stop the flooding that would come as a result of the El Nino phenomenon. It's a weather phenomenon that happens in that area and it's been known to cause terrible damage to the villages. These people came with their most precious possessions, offering up their sacrifices to their gods in the hope that they would survive. It's interesting because the mindset of the Chimu is not that different to the mindset of the ancient world. In fact, the nation of Israel lived in a time where people believed in many gods and there were many gods that were attached to different phenomena, the the god of fertility or the god of the storm or the god of the valley or the mountain. And just like the Chimu, the way to know and to, to appease the gods would be to offer sacrifices. So you would go to the temple, you would bring your offering, and if you're really desperate, you would bring your children. Well, when we think of that kind of mindset, now think about how the God of the Bible, Yahweh, presents himself. How does God choose to be known? Well, there's a really famous story. It's told in 1 Kings chapter 19, and it gives us a little bit of an idea about how the God of the Bible wants to reveal himself. And what we see is the prophet Elijah had just been in a power showdown between King Ahab and Queen Jezebel over whose God was more powerful. Well, Elijah's God won the showdown, but now The king and queen were after their revenge and they were chasing Elijah down and he finds himself running away into a cave near Mount Horeb. And it's here that God chooses to reveal himself. Well, I want you to have a look at how God chooses to show himself because first of all, there's a great and powerful wind. Then there's an earthquake, but God's not in the earthquake. Then there's a fire, but God's not in the fire. How does the God of the Bible, the creator of heaven and earth, choose to present himself? Well, we see that God speaks. He speaks in a voice. It's a voice that speaks personally and specifically to Elijah. He speaks to him about his situation. He tells him what to do. You see, this God, 
our God is a talking God. He's a God who talks back. And the fact that God speaks words, the fact that he has language means that God is knowable. This is what makes him personal. You know when children are born and they're little babies? The exciting thing is when they start to become toddlers and they begin to talk to you. And the reason why that's so exciting is because you can know what they're thinking. You can get to know who they are. It's the same with the God of the Bible. He's a talking God. He speaks to us. This has been his quality all the way through biblical history from the very beginning in creation. How did he form the earth? He spoke. How did he solve the problem that came that divided humankind from God? He spoke a promise to Abraham. He used words to deliver his plan and his purpose. People would hear from God and they would believe those words and they would carry them and see them fulfilled. And then as we fast forward through time, as we get through the time of the prophets, we come to the time of Jesus. And Jesus, more than anyone, shows us how deeply personal God is. Because in the past, God spoke through the prophets. But now God speaks to us through his son. The gospel writer John says that he is the living word of God in the flesh, the perfect image of the invisible God. That means that everything Jesus said was the word of God. But not only that, but everything Jesus did was the word of God. How great would it have been to be one of the early disciples? You could talk to Jesus anytime. You could hear from God. You could hear his voice anytime that you wanted to. You could talk to him as you were walking the streets of Jerusalem about your your issues and your concerns in your life. You could listen to Jesus speak on the temple steps. You could talk to him over a meal of bread and olives in the dining halls of Jerusalem. You could hear God speak anytime you wanted. Well, you can only imagine the devastation then when Jesus makes this announcement to his disciples. Guys, I've got to leave. What? Jesus, you can't leave. How are we going to know what to do? How are we going to know uh, how to take this great commission that you're going to give us to go into all the world and preach the gospel? How are we going to know how to build a church? We've never seen a church before. Jesus, how are we going to draw on the wisdom of heaven? How are we going to know you? Well, Jesus makes this incredible promise and he says it's going to be better if I leave, because if I leave, then I'm going to send you my spirit and my spirit is going to speak to you about two things. My spirit firstly is going to remind you of everything that I've already said, all of the truths of salvation, all, all the um, the good news about the kingdom of God, the fact that I came to die and rescue you from sin and hell. My spirit's going to remind you of all the things I've already said. But you're going to have so many more questions. And I can't tell you everything right now. You can't handle it. But don't worry, because I'm going to give you my spirit. And my spirit is going to speak to you about things to come. My spirit's going to talk to you about the issues of your life. My spirit's going to answer your questions. My spirit's going to continue the ministry that I have begun among you. My spirit's going to speak so that you can continue to build the kingdom of God wherever you go. Well, Jesus completed his mission. He died on the cross. 
he rose again and then he ascended to heaven. And then what happens? The moment that everyone had been waiting for, right back to the time of the prophets, Jesus' words come to pass. There was a number of disciples who were assembled in Jerusalem that day on the day of Pentecost. The Spirit is poured out and a whole range of miraculous phenomena happen. But I want you to notice the one thing that the Apostle Peter stands up and takes note of amongst it all. He says these words, that this was what was promised long ago, back in the time of the prophets, that God's Spirit would be poured out on everyone, sons and daughters, young and old. They would have dreams and visions and they would prophesy. What was he saying? Well, back in the old covenant, the only way you could hear God's voice was through the prophets. They would have dreams and visions. That's the way they heard from God. And then they would prophesy. They would pass God's messages on to the people. That meant that the only way you could hear God's voice for yourself was to go to a prophet. So what's the difference? Now, who can hear from God? Who can have dreams and visions? Who can speak those words out? Sons and daughters, young and old, everyone now had the Spirit of God. And what that meant was everyone could hear God's voice for themselves. Everyone could know this God for themselves. Everyone could take the word of the Lord and learn from it and know who God is. And everyone could now continue the mission of Jesus wherever they went. That's what the disciples did. They heard from God. They continued the mission of Jesus throughout Jerusalem. Then they took it beyond Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the promise extends to the end of the earth. That includes you and I. Peter said this promise isn't just for these people. It's for the generation after them and the generation after them. It's for you and I. We are the sons and daughters. We all now have the Spirit of God when we choose to follow Jesus. But that means we can hear from God in the same way that the characters of the Bible did. I remember when I first heard that news. Wow, I could hear from the God of heaven and earth for myself. I didn't have to try and guess at what he was thinking like the Chimu or like the ancient peoples of the world, I could hear God's voice for myself. I'd heard stories about God speaking for other people. Other people in the Bible heard from God. But now what would God say to me? I remember praying, Lord, would you speak to me? And God, would you make it clear? And if you do that, I'm going to do whatever you say. I remember in the early days when I was still learning how to hear from God. I was starting out as a uni student. I was wondering what God had for me. And he began to speak to me. He called me into ministry. I didn't really know what that was. And I didn't know how on earth that could happen. I wondered, what was God going to do? And then he spoke to me again. In the church where I was at, we had a pastor, but I didn't know the pastor. And God said, she's going to mentor you. You're going to work here one day a week and you're going to be on leadership in this church. How could that happen? I had no idea. But about a week or two afterwards, I was in church. We had a prayer time 
at the close of the service. And the pastor came up to me and she said, Tanya, I've been praying and I've heard from God. I believe God has said to me that he wants me to mentor you, that you should work here one day a week, and then I was going to raise you up in leadership. A week later, I was doing just that. The word of the Lord came to pass in my own life. I'd never seen that before, but it made an enormous difference. Not only did it give me answers to my questions about my life, but I began to know what God was like for myself. See, the beauty of this new covenant, the beauty of the fact that God can speak to us means that we can have a personal relationship with him for ourselves. It's very different from knowing about someone. See, we can know about someone through books. We can hear about them on the, on the TV. But it's a bit like knowing the Queen of England through the pages of a magazine. Unless you sit down and you have a cup of tea with the Queen yourself, you'll never get to know her personally. The same is true of God. See, God wants to speak to everybody, but actually he wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you about your life. You may be wondering what's going on in your circumstances. The the wind is blowing. There's there's an earthquake. There's a fire. There's things happening, and you're wondering what God is thinking. Or what is he thinking about you? The beauty of this new covenant, where we all receive the Spirit when we choose to follow Jesus, is that by his Spirit, We can hear from him, and because of that, we can know him. So the question is, well, how do I hear God's voice anyway? (laughs) It seems to be such an elusive, mystical thing. There are some people in church who seem to find it so easy to hear from God. I remember feeling like that. Uh, People would say to me, uh, oh, you know, God spoke to me about this. God spoke to me about that. God spoke to me about this. I'm like, oh, I've never had that happen to me. Like, how does this work? I'm not the mystical kind of person. I have this friend and she, she walks into a room and she's like so sensitive to the spiritual atmosphere. She's like, can you feel God in the room? I'd be like, uh, no, I can't feel a thing. People pray for me and they fall over. I'm much more a cerebral type. I'm an analytical type. How do I hear God's voice? Well, the truth is that this promise of being able to hear from God isn't dependent on some sort of skill or or a personality. It's not even dependent on how long we've been a Christian for or how much of the Bible that we know or, or how holy we live our lives. It's not really about that. How do we hear from God? Well, it starts with a heart that wants to hear. It starts with a heart that says, Lord, I want to know you. I want to follow you. God, would you speak to me? God, would you make it clear? And if you do, I'll do whatever you say. You see, it starts with a heart that wants to follow. The truth is that when we give our lives to Jesus, his spirit comes and he begins to speak to us, but sometimes we don't recognize it. We need to come to God and say, God, would you make it clear to me? God, would you speak to me? It's an act of faith. 
I remember one lady came up to me once. We had just finished a service and she came up for prayer and she said, Tanya, can you please pray that God will speak to me? I can't hear his voice. So I said, okay, well, we can certainly do that. But before we do, do you think there's anything that God might be saying to you at all in your life? And she she thought about it and she said, well, mm. well, I had this dream a little while ago. She said, um, and I had a voice and the voice said, Eat more vegetables. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, well, have you been having any problems with your health of late? She said, oh, yeah, so many problems. Like blood pressure. I've got this issue and that issue. I've been to the doctor about all sorts of things. And she said, yeah. I said, oh, okay. So do you think it was God? The voice that you heard in the dream. Yeah, yes, she said, I do actually. Okay. So have you been eating more vegetables? <laughs> oh, it's so hard, she said. Oh, carrots and broccoli. Yeah, I know. I know it is hard. I said, but I'm not praying for you to hear from God. You've already heard God's voice. You need to go and eat more vegetables. <laughs> the truth is the spirit is speaking, but sometimes we're not listening. We're not following because sometimes when God speaks, it's a little bit hard to do what he says. But the truth is his words contain life and power. His words are the key to knowing him. For this particular woman, what it meant to follow Jesus right at that time was her for her to go and eat some vegetables. God is speaking to us. What it takes is a heart that will listen and will follow. That's all it takes to hear from God. We we come to God in faith and say, God, speak to me. I want to follow you. John chapter 10 verse 27 records the words of Jesus when he said, my people recognize my voice. I know them and they follow. How do we hear from God? Well, it starts with a heart who wants to know God. It starts with a heart that recognizes that this God is deeply personal, that this God is not like the gods of the ancient world who were unknowable, who you had to try and guess, are they angry? How do I appease them? How do I try and make them happy? No, this God is known by a voice, a voice that is accessible through the outpouring of the spirit that was given to sons and daughters, young and old, everyone who chooses. Jesus to follow Jesus. You can know God for yourself. You can know his voice speaking to you, continuing the ministry and the mission of Jesus in your life, making you more like Jesus, transforming you and leading into the good ways of God. Can I pray for you? Thank you so much for listening. I encourage you to keep meditating on this truth. God wants you to hear him. He wants you to know him. Father, we just thank you that you are a good God, that you have revealed yourself so personally to each one of us. First of all, through the life and the ministry of Jesus so powerfully on the cross. We thank you for your spirit who reminds us of everything that Jesus has said. But Holy Spirit, I want to pray
that God, that you will speak to every person listening to this message, that you will reveal yourself, your goodness, your kindness, Father, your power, your presence with them as they hear from you. God, give us ears to hear what your spirit is saying. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.